Our culture might be telling you that your small daily choices don't matter. But every daily sip, bite, song, walk, prayer, chat, and snooze doesn't amount to nothing and amounts to eternity. Welcome to the Daily Nothings Podcast. We're your hosts, Courtney Roach and Megan Day. Let's dive into what our world thinks means nothing. <laughs> Hi guys! Hi. I, I'm Hello. sure you love when we just start the podcast and we're just giggle, giggle, girls, just yeah. giggling away. There's always um, something we, that happens that makes always us something. giggly girls. It's just the way that yes. it is. Yeah, we just started recording, and I my camera just started going. I would say, have you guys seen Zootopia? No answers well, from I the crowd. The crowd, <laughs> me, the crowd, no. Anyone have anything to say? <laughs> you haven't seen Zootopia? Oh, Ellie would love that movie. You should watch it sometime. Okay, okay. Yeah. And it's the scene when the sloth is working at the bank and they move really slow. Like okay. this is like a famous like meme. No bells. There's no bells happening for you. Sorry. Okay. I'm sure everyone well, that's else how I felt. like, oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> that really wasn't that crazy of a movie reference in my opinion. I've been Well, okay. I've been when did Zootopia come out, Courtney? Um, before I was a missionary for sure, because I remember, <laughs> I remember like watching it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I remember watching it around the time that I was going to leave to go be a missionary and mm-hmm. Shakira has the song, try anything. Okay. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> it's like at the end of the film when all of the animals are like, being brave and like going out and doing the big things and she's like oh 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 try anything and it's like a whole production right and I sobbed okay (laughs) I was like I'm gonna go but that's what I'm gonna go be a missionary I can and I'm gonna go out there I'm gonna give God my yes, yes and I'm gonna I'm gonna play this song I won't give up, no, I won't give in till I reach the end and I'll start again. Oh my gosh, if you're having a bad day, there's Unwritten by Natasha Benningfield and then there's Try Anything by Shakira. It is so very good. (laughs) That's so so funny. Anyways, yeah. Anyway, you guys... Well, I was just going to go on my tangent with, I, I feel like I don't go see like cartoon films unless it's like For the sequel. Well, my daughter, of course, but like the sequel Jake and I Panda. will see Kung Fu Panda in theaters I when that comes out. I absolutely will. I would go to war for Jack Black. I would go to war for Jack Black. I, I would go to war for him. is, okay, okay, okay. Side tangent, side tangent. People. Tell me. If you aren't watching The Traders on Peacock, you're doing something wrong with your life. Okay, you I have need to, to get on it, it, Courtney. You have to start yeah, it. There's I'm no sorry. more excuses. I've given you the I'm password. Sorry. I know. I have your account. Okay. The I'll figure um, it out. Yeah. The host, the host of The Traders is this man named Alan. He is a famous actor. Um, I can't remember what he is in. Whatever. I don't know actors. He is Alan. very flamboyant and Scottish. Awesome. So awesome. I'm all in. And his outfits are fabulous, and I love it every time. 
Awesome. Jake, Jake was just like, Jake likes to ask silly questions. And I'm always like, I don't know, you know? And he's like, okay, if anyone else could host the traders, who would you want to host the traders? I was like, Jack and Black. You said, absolutely. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I want to see Jack Black getting all spooky and like, the show is so good. It is like my absolute number one TV show right now, you guys. It is wow. so it is so good. Season two. I would skip over I'm season so one personally. I'm bandwagon it. Yeah. Girl, you have to. Because I know, I know I'm going to like it. It does yeah. not take me a lot to like a television show. No. I just yeah. haven't watched it yet. Yeah. And then when I get to it, I know it's going to be my whole world. And That's going to be, be so like, fun. I told you. Oh, no. I I'm not even. This. I will not even. I told you so. I will just be so excited to talk to you about it. Legitimately. Fantastic. The love is there. Fantastic. It is Amazing. It's wonderful. I Anyways. love that Jack Black is the person that came up on your heart. He yes. has done so much good for this world. <laughs> School of Rock, The Holiday, Kung Fu Panda, Nacho Libre. Hello. Just to name a few. Just to name a few. Everyone I loves Jack love Black. That man. Everyone loves yeah. him. You can't not. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's this, so good. The the talk show clip that he has. On Jimmy Fallon when he's playing the the toy saxophone, and he's like, "Yes, he's like one, two, three, four, one, two, three, mother." <laughs> <laughs> he's so funny. He's just he is brilliant, and so Kung Fu Panda lies near and dear to my heart. And I was I'm a new Kung Fu Panda watcher. I did not watch it like as it was coming out. But Jake and I Was watched it all of them. Something that came in to your marriage. To yeah. my marriage, thank you, God, yeah. for my marriage. It is honest to God. It is something that I think I think of you and your marriage when I watch Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, it's like Shrek guys and Kung Fu Panda love are like those DreamWorks, two movies. DreamWorks films. DreamWorks knows what they're doing. They have yeah. for a long time. And a oh, moment whenever, for Chicken Run. Did oh, you ever watch? Okay, that? I did. I haven't mean, watched it in years. But years. DreamWorks. Yet again. I wish I had the list of DreamWorks movies because they just are superior. When Shrek They're 5 so finally comes out, the, the yeah. rumors have been around for so long. Yeah. Oh, I will just... We Die. love Shrek so much. Oh, my gosh. In this household. Mm. Anyway. I am going to see Shrek the musical in a few short weeks. Oh, yes, you are I live. I am so, so excited. It's gonna be I'm so, so good. excited. It's gonna, it's gonna yeah. be great. It's gonna be so Shrek great. is an icon. So Shrek is an icon. That green little hottie. Good yeah. lord. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I don't know what we were talking about. I don't know how we got to Jack Black and Kung Fu Panda, but Oh um, man. I wanna well. do lately we've been having a silly, silly goose girly time opening these podcasts. And it has yeah. been so, so very much fun. Yeah. We've talked through pickles and much more. But I just want to know how you're doing because the people that have Patreon know how you're doing with your pregnancy, know how you're doing in general. What has been up lately? What are you doing these days? Yeah. These days, mama's getting real pregnant. And I know I say that every time. She's getting so pregnant. No, it's it's real though. The step I have like I have exited my cute little honeymoon phase of like the two, I had two nice months where I was no longer feeling sick, but I wasn't too big to function. And 
I am now entering the too big to function phase, which is alarming because I still have a long yeah. way to go. But like the act of flipping from will. one side of my bed, like I'm on my right side, I need to flip over to sleep on my left. That act, I am breathing hard for a couple minutes afterwards. Like that. Oh my heavens. I'm not kidding. The lung capacity is getting smaller by the minute. I am breathing so hard all the time. Every little task <sighs> I do is like a, uh, I just grunt with everything. I can't help it. It's okay. It's the only way to Whatever get through it. Need. Yeah. But yeah, I am starting to swell. The, uh, yeah, I can't get my rings off right now. Okay. At what there point do you take your wedding ring off? Well, I just, I, I need to just go buy one of those silicone bands or whatever, just so I have something yeah. on. Because I hate yeah. not wearing it. I hate not wearing of it. Course. I'm, like, I'm not going to record this podcast without it, but there's literally markings on my finger from it. So, a little swelly, swelly, girly. Yeah. Yeah. And Ugh. honestly, I'm kind of like, I am just kind of going through the full acceptance process of like mm-hmm. what birth could look like and just yep. really accepting it. And I'm getting, it's getting better every day. Um, I'm doing everything I can to prevent preeclampsia from happening again. Yes, you are. And I feel, yes, you and are. it's like, I'm going to pelvic floor therapy to help. Yep. Straight. I'm like doing everything, everything right. And I'm like yeah. confident that what I'm doing is good. So yeah. whatever happens, I know I will not have to go back and be like, well, if only I would have done blank. Like I am walking as many miles as this little body with a big old belly can walk and I'm eating as much protein <laughs> as possible. Like I'm yes, doing everything I can, but the swelling is starting major. Mm-hmm. Like it's not getting uncomfortable yet, but I'm like, okay, when I take my shoes off, I see the full outline of my socks and like where my pants oh, hit. There's like, I will creases. never ever forget your feet before your last birth. It, I mean, ever. It's, it's insane. You guys, I can't even overemphasize. So I'm like, okay, this is happening, which swelling can happen without having preeclampsia. I can be open to that. But at my midwife appointment the other day, she was like, yeah, we're just going to start testing um, for the preeclampsia proteins every time you Mm. come in starting next time. And I was like, okay, that just makes me feel like they're going to catch it earlier. Yeah. (laughs) And... I probably what happens if they catch it earlier? Yeah, I'll just have to get. It's just like, oh, we just know it. We just know now that this. We know that you have. We know that you're headed down the path, and I'm sure. I don't know if I'll have to get induced that second if they see it, or if it'll be like we are scheduling an induction for two days from now, kind of thing. Um, Right. Because the only way for preeclampsia to go away is to give birth. So awesome, and it's a very serious thing. It's like preeclampsia is about seizures like if you don't yeah fix it you could have a seizure and it's very serious yeah. so yeah I feel like I'm just like okay we might have to get induced early and I'm just trying to be like okay let's look at the positives of that sure I know what induction looks like I was induced last time didn't it's want not to be. gonna be a surprise I Correct. know but yeah but I know how to do it I'm giving birth with the same people yep. in the same hospital and yep. there is comfort to that so I'm yep. trying to just be more excited about the opportunity then well, like oh no I can't positive. have what I wanted just trying we gotta try right I've also so. heard the second birth is easier it's kind of like yeah you're already 
loosened up a like, little. <laughs> oh, exactly. The body should yeah. kind of like remember what to like, do. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm just curious yeah. to see if like, let's say they start to see proteins at 37 weeks and they're like, all right, mm. we have to induce you three weeks Got early. It. I'm like, That's okay, my scary. body is probably very much not ready to go into labor right that now. Route. Well, when I was like going to labor right. with Ellie two days before her due date, I think I was already having small contractions. Like my body was getting Your body there. was like ready to go for the most yeah. part. So I think yeah. that's what worries me a little is like, okay, we're going to be starting off with like, your body was not ready to go into labor yet. It was thinking we had a few more weeks, but we're going to force right. our hand anyway. Yeah. But at least it would be my second. So there is hope. There is hope. Wow. It's just I can't like, believe you're going to have two kids. That's crazy. That's, that's what's blowing my mind. Yeah. Like, yeah, Megan's just pregnant. Uh, yeah. But then she won't be pregnant. And then right. we'll and just then hang out with Ellie back again. To normal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it feels. I cannot It really does. Another, another child. Child. I. It's no. so funny because the child is here. Like, we are a family of four, but she Correct. feels like a stranger. Like, we yeah. have our cute little thing going on with our family of three. It's like uh-huh. we have our dynamics. It's right. We this is our family, and then this stranger mm-hmm. is going to come home with us. And it's just I just like yeah. picture us like staring at her, like okay, so who are you? And like yeah, who are, you and are you new here? Are you new here? Yeah, <laughs> let's. I don't know how we're going to teach you what's going on here. It feels like that. I'm kind of like, hey, we're going to have yeah. to like accept this new personality <laughs> into yeah. our family. Which I just sounds I wrong, hope, but it's just funny. It's just like it's just different. It's weird. I just am so excited to see how Ellie reacts to her sister. Yeah, I'm just so excited for it because I was a lunatic with my sister, and yeah. I just feel like Ellie and I have something. You know, I, you do. Just very I similar, very bold, sassafras girlies. <laughs> and I, I loved books. As a little girl. Yeah. And so since I loved books and I loved my sister, I would just cover her as a newborn baby. I would cover her in books. Oh, just like just lay books, Let me share lay books all over her. And yeah. my mom was like, Courtney, Courtney, Maeve, we can't do that. That's going <laughs> to hurt her. I'm like, why? why? <laughs> There's like these heavy sense. books like all over her <laughs> newborn little soft tiny. skull. Yes. <laughs> Changing the shape of her skull, perhaps. No, she's she loves books. I love yeah. books. We yeah. talked my about sister. it. <laughs> Come on. It's no, my I really. Sister. Yeah, I'm yeah. like trying to like say like this is your sister in there because Ellie's obsessed with my belly, and now yeah. she's like baby's in there. It's in there. Yeah. I'm like yeah, baby is in there. You're getting it, and she'll be like she's Hi, so smart. Hello, like she'll legitimately talk to my stomach. I'm like I cannot deal with her. I'm gonna lose my mind when I see her. I know. I'm gonna have to like put padded protection on Ellie so you don't squeeze her to death. When I literally am gonna pick her up and smack her against a wall. <laughs> you are too cute to exist. Hello! See you later. <laughs> You've got to go. I love you too much. <laughs> Ellie's just like flying in the air. I Ellie knows Bye-bye. Courtney's. Ellie knows Courtney's voice. You guys, this is just a it's recent. So cute. It is so cute. I feel like we're being so annoying. I'm being so annoying right now. But like, no. I was listening to the podcast to proof listen, and I just turn it on. 
on the laptop. Courtney does not say her name, whatever. And Ellie comes up. She was like, Courtney. Hi, Courtney. Hi, Courtney. I was like, how Absolutely. do you know Courtney's voice? Because I always listen to Courtney in the headphone. Like, I'm not just yeah. out here, like, listening or and I'm never there. Or, you haven't been here in a long time. I, I do not time. get it. Yeah. She just knows Courtney deep in her soul. And yeah, that's that's the answer. So <laughs> she just knows she knows that we are a hop, skip and a jump away from Eloise at the plaza. Literally, you guys hop, skip and a jump. I can't. <laughs> I hope I have kids by then. I hope to God oh, I have me. kids by then. <gasps> and that our we kids in New York City at the, at the plaza. plaza. <laughs> and then we just go over to Central Park. We're hanging in the park. We with just our go for kids. a little picnic. Yeah. Oh, stop it. Right now. And then we go to the Apple store and we buy them iPhones just because. Well, yeah. Because <laughs> we're, I did, we're in- filthy rich from this of podcast. Of course. Of course. Money is not an obstacle. Yeah, Our husbands are was. not there. And no. we did not ask permission to give our kids the iPhones because they, they, would, they woke they up one morning and they went, hey, where'd you go? And we said, sorry, babe, we're in Manhattan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought I told you. I think you just were like. I thought I mentioned. That's I took okay. the kids. Selective period. They're fine. Yeah. They're, they're I'm, more than I'm fine. With, I'm with Courtney. The kids are having <laughs> caviar and we're drinking Vuv. And it's great. <laughs> if that, if I did that, I don't. I think Jake would be like, you are not allowed to speak to Courtney anymore. It's over. No. <laughs> and also, don't ever come home ever again. <laughs> you live at the plaza now. I hope you're yeah. happy. Oh, darn. (laughs) Rats. Yeah. Wow. Children. (laughs) Any other things you wanted to discuss? Courtney, how are you? I discussed how I am pregnancy-wise. How are you doing? I just wanted to hear how you're doing on the pod. Um, How am I doing? I was thinking about this while we were praying, and I just – I've said it before. I'll say it again. I love being a woman. Sometimes I hate it. But I really do love – I do love being a woman in this right now for me today. I love being a woman. Today, um, yeah. I went on, no offense to any bachelorette party I've been on in the past, but I think that the one that I just went on was the best bachelorette party yeah. I have ever experienced. Yeah. And if you brides out there that are listening to this that I've coordinated in the past with are listening, you would feel the same if you were there. <laughs> it I was think so. so yeah. amazing. And I... You know you love something when you, like, go to your iPhoto and you, like, go and just keep looking at, like, photos from the time there. And that's what I've been doing. Also, I don't have social media right now, so that's my form of scrolling because I'm an addict. But I, yeah, it was just a really amazing time. And then, like, coming off of The Bachelorette to into this week... I've just been such a woman (laughs) in so many ways. And I was just thinking about it. I was like, being a woman is so fun. Like, I didn't really sleep that much last night. Not in a bad way. Just like, you know, wide awake, tried falling asleep, turned on Pride and Prejudice because it's calming. And then I got really into the whole plot, of course. (laughs) Mr. Darcy, the hand. We get it. And... I woke up and I put on a cute loungewear set and then I thought, what's going to fix all my problems? A venti vanilla sweet cream cold brew and then bada bing bada boom, it worked. And it's it just... worked. Oh, I'm so shocked. 
It's science. <laughs> the magic formula worked again. <laughs> oh, and so I was just like, this is just so great. Like, I just yeah. love, and, and men don't I love have being that. a woman. Men don't have no, that. They don't really. have a matching lingerie set. But yeah. like, it's not the same. They're not like, oh, I'm just waking up a little tired and cranky. What do I go do? They're not like, yeah, oh, I'll go, go get work. cute and make sure I'm wearing perfume so I smell good and then just go get a Starbucks and then I'll feel exactly. better. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And so I was just like, I just love this. Life is good. I feel like yeah. life in general, I'm looking at the next few months and I'm just really proud of myself, you guys. I've talked oh, about yeah. it before. It might have only been on Patreon, but I'm just like, wow, I actually have a, a normal life. This is the first year in years that I'm not moving Mm-hmm. This summer, like things are just kind of steady and solid, um, stable, yeah, sexy, spiritual, yeah. um, yes. satisfying, and um, <laughs> savior included. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't know. I like it. Lent has been going pretty well, but also there's just been a lot that I've learned already in Lent, and yeah. that is, like, honest to God why we're doing this episode. Hi, you guys. I'm so sorry. Once again, I must interrupt myself because I've got to talk about tan books. Okay, tan books is amazing, but I was just looking at what their book of the year is, and it is absolutely gorgeous. It's stunning. It's Confessions of St. Augustine of Hippo, And I've seen this book so many times, right? We know it, we love it, but the way that they're selling it is absolutely stunning. It's leather bound. It's got the gold foil. It's giving Pride and Prejudice. It's giving, I'm Jane Austen. I'm just reading something light. It's Confessions by St. Augustine of Hippo. It's a book I've always wanted to read and it's their book of the year and it's beautiful. I'm obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with it. Okay. And on top of that, you could get it for 25% off with the code daily 25. I'm like, I'm going to order this right now. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. I'm like in shock. The book itself is, it's beautiful regardless of the cover, but I'm just a sucker for a good cover. Okay. And they've got it figured out. So obviously this is brought to you by Tan Books. We love them. We know them. There's so many awesome books that you guys can go check out on their website, tanbooks.com, or you can check them out on Instagram at tan, T-A-N, underscore books. It's seriously, I'm just like obsessed with this book, their book of the year. (laughs) And they've got so many other books that you can browse and look at. This is the time to increase your spiritual reading. This is Lent. We know it. We need to do it. Just make it happen and start it by shopping at Tan Books. Again, you can get 25% off with code DAILY25, all caps, DAILY25. And we just are so grateful for them and their support of the Daily Nothing. So go show them some love. All right, let's get back to the show. Do we just segue in now? I, I feel like so. I've given I mean, the like, perfect. I if think you're you lobbing have. a ball, sometimes you've just got to swing. And I'm, I'm lobbing it. it. Do it. So. Tell us. What are we talking about today, Courtney? We're talking about a little thing called Catholic guilt. I don't know if you guys have heard of that terminology before. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just a little something that us Catholics are known and loved for, known and judged for, called Catholic guilt, Um, especially Lenten guilt. And this is why. So for Lent this year, I, for prayer and fasting, I'm doing 
6.30 a.m. mass on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then at least 30 minutes of prayer every single day. No questions asked. None. Mm -hmm. You can't ask any questions. Right. And then for fasting, no social media. Simple. Simple fast. Yeah. Um, And I, this week in particular, 6.30 mass has been a sight for sore eyes, I would Mm -hmm. say. Yeah. Um, It's been something that we'd like to live without, if you will. I woke up. I was extremely proud of myself for getting to 6.30 mass on the Monday after The Bachelorette. I was like, someone give me the word. Literally. This is amazing. Yeah. Again, I need to work on my pride. But here we are. And so I went to mass at 6.30, and I was like, hoorah, rah, Wisconsin. This is fantastic. Yeah. And then Tuesday, we didn't have the Daily Nothings meeting that we normally do. I then – I knew that in my hardest of hearts – but I went to bed that night because Megan's Linton thing is she puts her phone away at 830. One right. of them. Yes. And so I come 630. BFF yes. no the more. Time, She's yes, not available. Sorry. It is not Which great. is completely fine. Yeah. But that's tricky for me because I get home from work at six. So it's like right. I'm just getting revved up for the evening. Right. And I texted her and I was like, I'm almost certain you have a doctor's appointment of some sort tomorrow morning and that we're not meeting But if you could just confirm right when you wake up, I'm going to set my alarm. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Because she wakes up at 4 a.m. my time. Yes. Yeah. So I'll have an answer right when I wake up. So 6 a.m. comes, ping, because I was like, I'm just going to set my alarm for 6 every single day. Yeah. 6 a.m. comes. I see her text. I'm like, okay, Court, I'm going to let you treat yourself because on Daily Nothings days, you get to sleep in a smidge because we start recording at 7 I have to be ready by 6.55. You still have to wake up at 6, but you can have a bit of a slower morning versus 6.30 a.m. mass. Rushing out the door, yeah. Correct. And so I was like, how about today we go to mass at 8 a.m. over by work, and then you can boot scoot and boogie to work? Well, that just didn't happen. I went back to sleep, and I stayed there. Yeah. But I did go to mass at noon that day. True. Yeah, okay. Okay. Still went to mass. Yeah. Catholic guilt on the, we're on the guilt meter. On the guilt meter, we're at like a two and a half, three, right? Yeah, totally. Nothing too high. No. But then Wednesday comes around and I wake up at six and my body legitimately goes, There is no way in hell we are going to mass. Yeah. No way at all. It would be more likely for you to shave your head today than to go to mass at 6.30. And you love your hair. You love it. (laughs) You love it. And so I, without batting an eye, went boop and placed my cutie little head full of hair on my pillow and slept for as long as I chose to. I didn't get out of bed till 7.30. I got a shower. I took my time. I was like, I don't have to leave till 8.30. And I haven't done that in so long because before before Lent, I was still like getting up, getting out the door, going to pray, being at the chapel oh, yeah. by 8 so that I could leave by 8.30. I was like, I haven't been home getting ready until 8.30 in a minute. Yeah. And I felt so 
awful. Like truly, I felt so, so, so terrible about myself for doing that. And it wasn't just this like, okay, court, you could have been better. Like you should have, you should have tried to get to mass. It was this like genuine self-hatred in the moment of like, I actually am the worst. I have no discipline. How can I not get out of bed and just go? I had no reason to not get out of bed and just go. I went to bed at a decent hour. I slept great. Like, what is wrong with you? How can you, like, this is the smallest thing. The Lord does so much for you and you couldn't get out of bed on time. You got a full night's sleep. What's wrong with you? Like, just like really beating on myself. Like, just being very, 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 very harsh. And I was just getting ready for the day and getting ready to go to work, thinking about all these things, driving to work, still feeling like a sack of potatoes that's just completely worth being thrown out the side of a car. Like, yeah, really, really, really beating up on myself. And I was thinking about it, and I was like, this is not the point of Lent. This is not the right. point of being Catholic. Satan's definitely entered the group chat, and I am not here for it. And... This is not the way that the Lord desires to love. This is not the way that the Lord desires to call us higher. Like, where did this get lost? Because I messed up about something. Like, what happened here? Yeah. And I was just thinking about it. And I, it's it's just not, that's not the point of Lent. Right. We're not supposed to set these challenges and then not do them and hate ourselves And it all came back to, I'm also listening to the Pray 40 challenge on Hallow. And to be entirely frank, my least favorite days that they do are Fridays because it's Mark Wahlberg. God bless him. I love him. He's so great. Marky Mark. We love him. We love Calvin Klein. But I, (laughs) his, his Friday ones are short and he... He's just, it's not the same as listening to Father Mike Schmidt's homilies, obviously, right? Right, right. And so he does these things on Friday where, like, they choose little excerpts of scripture, and he just, like, repeats them over and over again. And it actually penetrated this little heart of mine. Um, yeah. Because it was, I'm not going to quote it perfectly, but it was the verse that's basically saying, like, the world will give you many troubles, but take courage, I have conquered the world. Mm. And he just kept saying that over and over again. And I was listening to that while I was feeling bad about myself. And I was still beating up on myself because I'm like six days behind on the Pray 40 challenge. (laughs) So I was like, I can't keep up with that. I didn't get to mass on time. I didn't go to confession this week. And I've been going every two weeks for the last blah, 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 blah. I um, like just like all like so many things. Right. Like just beating up on myself. And I was listening to that and I was like, okay, Lord, is this the world giving me troubles? Because this feels weak (laughs) (laughs) and you've conquered the world and I'm just beating up on myself. And I was just thinking about like the, the, the point of Lent is not, okay, this is the challenge. Will you accept this challenge? The point of Lent is for you to recognize that you're not made for this world and that it's very hard and that like, truly this is. This is part of the journey to heaven. Like, yeah, you know, like it's the Lord has conquered the world and you're going to experience troubles. And it's going to be some days when you're like, wow, okay, I didn't make it to mass this morning. I screamed the F word at a Walmart employee and I, I don't know, like just did all these really dumb worldly things. Yeah. 
you're not made for this world and you're going to fall. You're going to fall. Yes. It's how you get back up and when you get back up. Um, Because the Lord has already conquered the world. He's already taken care of it. Right. That was a rant. No, I loved it. It was so good. And I think probably so many people, especially at this point in Lent, probably related to a few of those things. I think something that was coming to mind is like how we have the sacrament of confession and Mm. no saint ever was like, I'm 65 now and I have learned to stop sinning. Um, So I don't have to go to confession anymore. Like for the rest of my life, I'm not going to sin. I'm not going to go to confession. It's like, no, the church literally says you have to go to confession once a year to be in right standing with the church. Correct. That's literally telling us the church knows we will fall, Mm -hmm. period. It is like there is no part of the church saying, here's what you have to do. Be perfect. It's like, no, here's what you have to do. You will fail. Mm -hmm. So come back and repent. And practice the humility of falling on your face over and over and over and over again until your response is no longer beating yourself up. Like, I think that's kind of like, it's funny, you kind of like mentioned pride earlier, but I think there is this correlation Mm. between pride and messing up and then beating yourself up because how could you, how could you, Courtney Roach, have made that mistake? It's like, like, I am, I am better than this. Why did I keep falling? And I think that's like where humility, we need to embrace it. It's just like, no, I'm not better than this, you know? And I think that's kind of what Lent shows us. I think some people can do their Lenten penances pretty well. Like I've known people who give up sweets and they really don't eat sweets the whole time. And it's like, okay, impressive. That's great. Right. But I feel like most of the time there's something that we promised ourselves during Lent that yep. we did not execute perfectly. That happens yep. every time to me, at least. Maybe you guys are all, I don't know, but probably not. Right. <laughs> it's like right. Right. we've all right. been there. Like yesterday, one of my things for Lent is just going into the chapel every day at some point. If that's after I put Ellie to bed, if Ellie and I walked to the chapel, we go into a church every day. Yesterday, I, I didn't go. And I felt very sick yesterday, all day. Mm -hmm. And when I was laying in bed, I was like, dang it, I didn't go. And I was like, well, that's okay. I'll go tomorrow. And I left it. It's just like, I can, I'm like, yeah, I'm a human. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to mess up and I am sick and the Lord has mercy. And we're going to, but we are going to go tomorrow. It's not over. We're going to try again. Exactly. And that's what our response to the guilt should be. Exactly. I love that so, so much. It's such a pride thing. It's such a pride thing. I was even thinking about like how judgmental I get in Lent of Mm. other people. Like Satan really, really amps up those seven deadly sins because like it's so wild. I think this is so fascinating and this is just a quick side tangent, but we were talking about this as roommates the other night. And we were like, it's so crazy how quick we are also to, to forget to confess the seven deadly sins because yeah. we're so focused on things like, did I drink in excess or did I make out with my boyfriend or did I dress immodestly or like these surface level things 
that are bad yeah. and that they can't be mortal. Yeah. But like it is it is so wild how regularly I forget to confess pride when I very much have a problem with pride, right? And so just thinking about how judgmental I get in Lent too of like, I don't know why, but I think it is, I hope this doesn't sound mean. <laughs> no, please just give us the raw. Everyone, like, it's just, it's comforting because we all have these thoughts, Courtney. Seriously. I think it is a total cop-out to do the Sunday feast during Lent. Oh, really? Hot take. That's a hot take. Yeah. That is a hot take, Missy. I think. Tell us. I think. Really? Like, that's where my brain goes. Yeah. You have to have it on Sundays. Really? Like, you can't just hold it back for 40 days. Like, that's just, how many Sundays is that? Four or five, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, just stick to it. Like, you don't need to feast on Sundays in Lent. And I always, and I'm saying that, and I feel terrible because both of my roommates do that. (laughs) Yeah. But I look and I'm like, mm, how's that taste? How are those weird clusters? They are Again, delicious. Yeah. They're so good. <laughs> They're so good. We love that candy. No, I but think just, you admitting that I never, is so, like, it is so good because you literally, you literally feasted on Wednesday morning when you didn't go to mass. Like, you exactly. did the exact same thing. And so it's like, yes. you don't have to. I'm like, not above it. I'm no, not exactly. It. It's just but that is how we are. On, correct. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't do it on Sundays. Right. Like, I, I don't know. It's like my brain would never go to, well, you did it on Wednesday, you know? Yeah. Right. Exactly. And so it's just wild that Satan uses Lent. I mean, it's not wild. It's obvious it that sense. Satan uses yeah. Lent to bring up all of these things. And there's so many... Um, deeper wounds that have been discovered in Lent already. And we're only in the second week of Lent as we're recording this. Um, And so it's just, it's, it's wild how much it always goes back to pride. And I mean, other like big root sins, but I just, I, I, I think that something I, I want us to take away from this episode is not only the guilt that we feel during Lent when we mess up, but the guilt that we feel year round and how it's such a social norm for Catholics to just be like, yep, that's Catholic guilt. Like can't miss mass on Sunday or you're going to have to go to confession. Can't do this. or you're going to have to do that. Like all of these can'ts, um, instead of like viewing the structure of the church as something that's so, so, so great. Because if I was focusing more of my energy on, wow, that's coming up because of this fast and, that's a deeper wound that the Lord is addressing. And, oh, wow, we're really getting into this now. If I focus more of my energy on those things that the Lord is doing than yeah. all the things that I'm not doing, I would be so blown away by the transformation that's occurring personally in my interior life. But we focus so much more on the things that we are doing wrong. We make everything about us mm-hmm. versus what the Lord is doing in our lives. And... I think that we view the Lord's love often as a reward system in the Catholic church specifically because we have these structured rules and we're like, okay, we need to do this. We need to set this like standard for ourselves. We need to do these things. And if we don't, we won't be loved. 
if we don't get up out of mass and do things, or if we don't get out of bed and go to mass and do the things that we told the Lord that we would do, we will not be loved by him. And that is a lie from Satan. That is not yeah. true. Yeah. Like he already loved us and he's been loving us. He's been on it for so yeah. long, for all of eternity. Focus more on the things that he is doing. Recognize that. And then from that, choose to get out of bed and do those things and to do those fasts because you love him too. Yeah. That is why you're doing it. Not just because it's something that you set for yourself to see if you could do it. Like, right. That's not the point, you know, it's not, it's not the like self mastery is the wrong word because I think self mastery can come from Lenten fasts, but it's not like the challenge that I'm like, Ooh, I hit. It's not like your pure bar challenge where you like, Ooh, I hit the number and I did it. And it's like gold star. Right. It's so much deeper. It's just so much much more than that. that. But I feel like yeah. we get, you're so right, we get so caught up in the, did I check the box part of mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. versus the responding to the Lord part of it. Today's episode is brought to you by Abundantly Yours. Today, I wanted to highlight Abundantly Yours's first communion rosaries. These are such a special gift. I... When I, obviously I came to the church later cause I'm a convert. So I was in college, but I just remember preparing for my first communion and being so excited for it and to have a rosary specifically for your first communion, I think is one of, it's just one of the biggest moments of your life as a Catholic and to gift someone a first communion rosary It's just like the perfect gift. And obviously most people, most Catholics get their first communion when they're a lot younger than I was. Um, But Abundantly Yours has two beautiful first communion rosaries. There's a blue one and a pink one. So depending on who you're buying for, you have options. The little metal on the rosary is a chalice and the Eucharist. So it's clearly like... Even as this person grows up, it's going to be so obvious that this rosary was from their first communion. And I just, it's perfect. It's the perfect gift this season as people are preparing for their first communions. I think you should just definitely check it out. So please go check out Abundantly Yours on Instagram at Abundantly.Yours. And her shop account is at Abundantly.Yours.co and shop at AbundantlyYours.org. All right, let's get back to the show. We can't love people like that. Oh, gosh. Like, what if, you know, like, just again, relating it to humans. Yeah. Like, you can't love Jake as your spouse by viewing it as like, okay, I woke up, I gave him a kiss, I made him breakfast, I did this, I did that, whatever, whatever you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now he loves me because I've done these things. He loves me because I did, like... X, Y, and Z. And if I didn't do those things, he wouldn't love me. Period. Right. Same with friendship. Let's take it outside of vocation for a second. Yep. Like, okay, I woke up, I texted Megan. I told her that she better have the best day or else. Yeah. I commented on her Instagram post. I sent her $5 via Venmo for a coffee. And now I can be at peace because she loves me. Mm. 
Like it's not transactional ever. Right. And when yeah. you say it out loud to a human example, yeah. it's like, well, that's ridiculous, Courtney. That sounds yeah. so silly. But right. we do that. We believe in transactional love. And sure. Lent is not this opportunity to pick up those transactions. And instead of five bucks, Venmo 20. Go get a yeah. steak dinner on right. me. On me. You're from yeah. Applebee's because that's the only place you could get right. a steak dinner for $20. <laughs> Go to Texas Roadhouse. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I'll see you at Longhorn Steakhouse, hot stuff. Um, yeah. No, I it's think just so, so transactional. Good. And the Lord is not looking at me with my sleepy little blue eyes on Wednesday morning and going, well, I'll see you tomorrow. You know what you did. Right. No love for you today. Good luck yeah. out there. Yeah. No protection. Don't even try praying. I won't be there. I'm not going to answer. Like, in our brokenness and in our woundedness in the world, we believe that that's how love is, that that is what the Lord is yeah. going to give us because we are worthless yeah. and we suck and we can't even do the littlest thing. And he's over there looking at me like, hey, Court, I know you can't do this. I know you can't. It's okay. This yeah. world's very hard. This world's yeah. very hard. But I've already conquered it. Will you... Accept this invitation to reset, reroute, put those feet back in my feet. That's an image that I need to describe. Yeah. That's something that I pray with, that I've been praying with since I was a focus missionary when I was really tired and felt like I couldn't do anything. Yeah. And I was really weak and pretty miserable. Yeah. Being a focus missionary is amazing, by the way. I just had a lot of, like, I had a very wild experience doing it. And so if yeah. you're becoming a missionary and listening to me always talk about how miserable I was, that is not how your experience is going to be. I can't guarantee anything. But lots of um, pruning happened in my experience. Correct. But I had this image of Jesus being obviously six foot tall with a man bun. Um, that's what he looks like, he told me. Yeah. yeah, And his heart is up in his chest where hearts are. Yeah. And I am little court and she's ranging in height. She's sometimes she's six years old. Sometimes she's 16, but sure. she's between four feet tall and five, seven, the way that she grew up. Regardless, height doesn't matter. I, it does for a little bit. Yeah. I had this image of Jesus picking me up. And clicking me into his heart. So it's yeah. like he picked me up with his hands. And it's almost like an Iron Man when yeah. he, like, clicks into the suit, right? Right. Like, he clicked me into his heart. So our hearts are clicked together. But that, because he's taller than me, my feet were dangling. And I can't touch the floor. Right. And his feet are the ones, my feet are dangling above his. But his feet are the ones that have to move and that have to step forward. Because I'm in such a great amount of poverty that I have to just be united to his heart because that's yeah. where I want my passion to be. And I'm begging you in this state of surrender to walk for me completely. And if you ever put me on the floor again, like I would ask him, my prayer was so pretty back then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy on me. I'd be like, Lord, cover my feet in your blood so that everywhere that I walk, people see a trace of you. 
Goodness. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't say things like that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. See, it doesn't matter. Pride. Yeah. There you go. But I just was, like, in such a, like, I have to surrender this to you, God. Like, yeah. I need you to walk for me completely. And yeah. that's what those opportunities of failure are. They're invitations to be like, God, I can't do this. Yeah. I know it's a simple challenge for me to wake up and go to Mass at 6.30 three times a week. But I, it is not simple for me. I am really yeah. struggling and I need you to, I need you to help me. Yeah. And that's it. And that's it. And while we're at it, please kick pride to the curb because it is Thank there. You. Thank you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So good. I think that demonstrates so well what Lent is really about, which I think is the repentance aspect of it versus the mm-hmm. doing what you said you were going to do. Doing what you said you're going to do, all of those things matter. They are like, all the things I'm doing for Lent are bringing me closer to the Lord in such beautiful ways. I like can't even deal. Mm -hmm. And I have not been perfect with them. It's been so good though. It has been good Lent, you guys. It really has. But I have not, I have not executed it perfectly by any means. But I think that's like, even in friendships, to use your friendship example, if you... Mm -hmm think about the times where your friendships grow the most it's Mm -hmm. in those moments of repentance and mercy and asking for forgiveness like you're always your friendship is always stronger after that Mm -hmm. and you don't have that until you've messed up right because you're going to mess up it's just like Mm -hmm. it's so beautiful and i'm i'm picturing it's so cool because i'm picturing i just because I've known Courtney's like history with friends and I just know you've yeah. had friendships that were very transactional in your life where people expected mm. much of you transactionally. Yeah. And that like, is kind of where your friendship lied. And you're like, well, yeah, they love me. I'm bringing the chicken yeah. wings to the party. You know what I mean? Seriously. They know I'm coming. Yes. And yeah. to think of the difference in the, what kind of love that was, Right. versus the love of the friends that you have where there's a lot less transactions. There's a mm-hmm. lot more love and repentance and coming right. back and, and forgiving honesty. Yeah. and honesty. And like, yeah, that is what our relationship with the Lord should emulate. Mm. I think that's such a good Thing to pray with that I like also need to pray yeah. with because I've had different friendships in my life as well and it's like those ones that are so near and dear right or not transactional it's like yeah you know what I mean it's just like that's not the right. basis of our friendship if you never gave me another gift again in our friendship it would not change anything like <laughs> it does no. not matter like it doesn't you know yeah. and that's so different than what some people's friendships are like, but also how some people view their relationship with God. No, truly. It's like Seriously. insane. Yeah. And yeah. it all, it's like intertwined with the whole concept of surrender too. But yeah. um, Father Mike Schmitz is obviously so great at what he does. And I often quote when he says like the whole don't should on yourself kind of thing. Yes. Like I should have yeah. done this. I should have done that. He said another one in a homily that I'm currently listening to while catching up on the Pray 40 Challenge. And yeah. 
he said that we often have our as long as. Like we, mm. and I've been praying so much. I mean, it's been a day, but I was just like constantly asking that question of like, Lord, what is what are some of my as long as like statements that I'm constantly yeah. saying? And it reinforces that belief of transactional love so, so well. And some of them are very fair. Like he shares this beautiful story of this mom of eight that has really, really severe breast cancer and a child that's like extremely ill with some type of spinal disorder. Goodness. And she was saying things like, okay, Lord, I can have cancer as long as it's an early stage. And then it wasn't. And then it was like, okay, I can go through treatment as long as it only lasts a year. And then it was like he met her when she was in treatment. It had been like two and a half years. Okay, I can do chemo as long as it's not, It's I think it's called like the red devil chemo. And it's like really, really, really severe mm-hmm. chemo that I'd never heard of. That if you, when, when you get it, they're injecting it into you. And they have to do it so fast that she has to be chewing on ice while they do it because there's a really high chance that your esophagus and mouth can like just go and get tons of like sores all over them while they do it. And then that happened to her. Like she had to get that form of chemo and she had that happen to her. And with those types of as long as statements, I'm like, yeah, that's fair. Good Lord. That's fair. I'd be saying that too. Um, and I haven't finished the podcast yet, so I don't know what happens to the Look mom. At this and thing. some of you sorry, probably do. I'm sorry. Yeah. Cliffhanger. <laughs> but I was just thinking about my as long as statements of just like, okay, Lord, you, you love me as long as you make this happen. You mm-hmm. love me as long as I show up in this way. Right. Um. I'm going to be okay in this area as long as blank. Like, there's so many. I am going to love my job as long as it looks like blank. Like, there's just so many things that you, I feel like, unknowingly are bartering with God. And because we do it in our human relationships, too. Like, yeah. Oh, Megan yeah. and I are good as long as we voice memo three times a week. <clears throat> McLean and I are okay as friends as long as I call her once, uh, blah, 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 and I send her this blah, 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 blah. Like, right. my parents and I are okay as long as blank. It's like in our humanness, right. we can't just, we can't just trust. We can't just believe in love, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's, I think, what separates us from the saints because St. Therese of Lisieux did not have a transactional belief. Like, she did not have as long as in her vocabulary. (laughs) She was just like, yeah, okay. Like, I'm in. Right. I'm great. I'm set. You're it. Like, I love you. Um, I will get to heaven and I will go via elevator. It will not yeah. be, I will get to heaven as long as I write three books and get approved for this, blah, blah, blah. Like, right. I don't know. It's just really wild to think about what your as long as could be. I love um, that question. Me too. Father Mike, all his credit. It's just so wise. And yeah. um, we do it so much in the Catholic Church. Like, I'm in yeah. good standing as long as 
I go to Mass every Sunday. Well, yes, that is a rule in the church, but why is it a right. rule? Why is right. it something that we're doing? Because we need structure as human beings, and if yep. we don't have structure, we're not going to do it. Yeah. Like, also, yeah. there are things that have to happen as long as. I Correct. won't get cavities as long as I brush my teeth regularly. Right. I won't yes, smell bad that, yes. as long as I shower every day, right, or right. every two days, whatever your personal yeah. rule is. I won't be disgusting as long as I change my underwear. Like, there's, like, things you have to do yeah. as well. So it's not like we should all just be in this state of great surrender and, like, well, there's no rules. Like, that is not the point here. Right. Um, yeah. I think the yeah. point is more, like, your response – because I think that's the thing. It's like Catholic the Catholic guilt is there for a reason. It's like you feel yeah. that way because you did something wrong or you did something you said mm-hmm. you weren't going to do. That right. initial feeling is fine. It's not right. like you should never feel guilty about anything. It's like, no, like guilt is there for a reason. Right. But I, it's just like, what do you allow the Lord to do or Satan to do with the guilt right. once you feel it? And I think that that is the distinguishing factor within all of this. Totally. And I think like sometimes we're really good about just being like, okay, I messed up. I, I talked to my friend, she's holding me accountable to go to confession tonight and we are starting over. And then there's Mm -hmm. other times where it's just like, you stay in your head, you beat yourself up all the live long day. Right. And it's like in that case, okay, Satan won. That's not what the Mm -hmm. Lord wanted you to do. No. Um, yeah, something I was reading before we recorded this was talking about like in the garden, how Jesus asked his disciples to pray with him all night in the agony in the garden mm-hmm. yeah. and they fall asleep and they wait and he wakes them up. He's like, all right, keep praying. They fall asleep again. It's like, they don't, it's like he gives them a command. They do not listen. They fall asleep and mm-hmm. he doesn't hate them after that (laughs) he goes and dies for them he goes and is tortured for them like that is like the clearest i don't know it is literally the second after they don't do what he says this simple thing that just doesn't even seem like that big of a deal but he still asked them to do it and they were like yeah "Yeah, i'll do it yeah i don't know i think that's a really good image of like when you mess up put yourself there and then like remember is the truth that Jesus was like, what the heck is wrong with you guys? I hate you. Right. Don't even right. go away. It's like, no. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to go die right. for your sins now. And I love you. See you later. You know? It's a love I, we can't yeah. fathom. I think that's like no, the baseline of it all. We genuinely yeah. think that we understand God's love and we don't. It is There's so much to discover constantly. It's like it's incomparable to anything that we know. And we just need to use that desire to know it, to continue to seek it out and read and discover more and more about God and his love. And not just be like, no, I've figured it out. I understand what his love looks like. And I love him too. Yeah. Period. You know? Yeah. Wow. Well, as we close out, I wanted to read a little blurb from the Way of Trust and Love that is the spiritually guided retreat that I did a while back on my silent retreat. Yeah. Um, Because I think it has a really great depiction of in the moment with God, what is he calling you to? 
and what can you be better at? Um, Because sometimes, like what Megan experienced yesterday, life happens and you can't go do the thing that you said you were going going to do with the Lord. And that's where mercy kicks in. And obviously St. Therese of Lisieux is a big fan of mercy and I want to be just as big of a fan, but I tend to believe that I don't deserve it. Mm. And so... This is not any of my words. This is an excerpt from Jacques Philippe combined with St. Therese of Lisieux, so they are far more wise than I. But I'm excited. This is the little blurb. It's so very good. Instead of insisting on answers to all our questions, we resolve to accept the partial darkness and ask ourselves the real question. What does God want of me here? What is the right way to live through this? Which part of the gospel Am I called by this situation to put into practice now? What acts of faith and hope, what progress in love am I being asked to make today? What good can be accomplished in this situation that depends on me? Without fretting anymore about what other people should do or should have done, we look to our own responsibilities. What good, depending on me, can I do today that nobody else can do? A step to take in our personal progress is ultimately what counts. In sum, faced with trials, we shouldn't be afraid. We should accept things as they come, even if that isn't how we expected our lives to unfold. Let's try to discern within that trial the calls being made to us, the conversions being suggested, and then we will find the grace to live through them. Isn't that good? Put a little bow on our conversation. It was it so really perfect. did. Wow. It's so good. It's so good. That book is so good. You should read yeah, it. It's amazing. And it's short. It, yeah. Which we love. I need to reread it, honestly, for the rest yeah. of my life. Yeah. yeah. I need to get but it. But it's just good. Like sometimes, okay, sure. Let's say tomorrow morning I fail again after recording this podcast and feeling all lit up about it. Let's say tomorrow morning yeah. I fail again for mass. Like Take a minute, talk to God, be like, okay, Lord, this is not going well right now. You know that I'm trying to do this thing. I'm trying to get out of bed, go to mass for this reason, blah, blah, blah. Like, what are you calling me to? Do you want me to be doing something else? This is not working for me. Like, in what ways do you want me to use my gifts today to share the gospel, to get to know the gospel more, to get to know you more? Is it this still? Is it still getting up and going to Mass at 6.30? I feel like it is. What do you have to say? What are you inviting me to? I want to know. And then begging him to speak up. And if he doesn't speak up, keep going, keep trying, but also keep asking him. Persist, show up with acts of faith, ask him for help and clarity, and believe that our Lord that created the universe can speak to you. It's not going to sound like the Lion King when they're like, ah, my son. But like feel those promptings of the Holy Spirit, lean into them, ask questions, pray, depend on Mary, ask her for help. Like, yeah, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. It's easy. So. Oh, that was fun. Thank Mm -hmm. you guys for listening. great. Mm -hmm. Check out our uh, Patreon. And Check out our, our Patreon. <laughs> no. 
Check out our Patreon and our merch and buy our things because you think we're cool and really holy and better than you. LOL. The girls that get it, get it. <laughs> the, girls the girls that heard that, that were like, what? We'll slide into our DMs later and tell us that we're wrong. <laughs> yeah. I'm all, I'm always kidding. Always, y'all. I'm always I'm always kidding. But I'm also extremely serious and relatable, and you can trust me with my opinions on things. It's up to you to figure out when I'm when I'm being serious that's right, and when and I'm that's changing lives. That's part of the fun. Okay, everyone. We'll see you next we'll week. See you next week. We love you so much. Okay. We love you like a sister. That's mm-hmm. right. Yep. Bye. Or a brother. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>